Hi, I'm Mark. Thank you for joining me on Words of Truth today. I'm so happy that you tuned in today. Today we're going to talk about how to repair relationships. I don't think anyone can go through life without having to grapple with a difficult relationship with somebody from time to time, and maybe even what might look like a failed relationship. It might happen between close friends who have a falling out for any number of reasons, or it could be between family members who don't see eye to eye on an issue or who fail to forgive one another. The fact is, all of us have or will have to deal with these difficult relationships, and it's something that we as followers of Christ need to wrestle with from a biblical perspective. Well, to the best of our ability. I can't say that I have all the answers for dealing with these relationships, and I, I can't say that I've always dealt with them in my life perfectly, because I'm pretty sure that I haven't. But it's something I'm still learning about, and I want to do better at in the future. And so I've been thinking about this subject. Let me share some principles with you that I've been learning. When we experience a strained relationship... We should always be looking for how to start the repair. What do we need to say in these situations? The other day I came across a verse from the book of Isaiah that I think can help us with our answer. This is what Isaiah chapter 61 and verse 4 tells us. Then they will rebuild the ancient ruins. They will raise up the former devastations and they will repair the ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. Oddly enough, I think we can draw out some principles from this verse that might help us in our relationship. Uh, number one, notice that Isaiah talks about the ancient ruins. In other words, something happened in the past that had caused the devastation and that ruined their cities. And so the first principle I see is that in order to make the repairs we need to make, we need to recognize patterns in our past that led to the devastation in our relationship. There are very few of us who come from families that are perfectly healthy in every way. I've read about people who have come from those kinds of families whose parents and grandparents and great-grandparents lived godly lives and were great examples, but hey, most of us don't come from those kinds of families, do we? Most of us come from families that have brokenness scattered throughout their history that affects how we relate to one another and how we deal with issues that arise between us. Unfortunately, if we don't deal with those unhealthy patterns that have been established through the years and through the generations, we most often fall into that same pattern of a past sin, patterns that need to be recognized, changed, and restored in the next generation. So first of all, take some time to recognize those patterns and take the steps necessary to change them through repentance and heart attitudes. Now, the second step in restoring broken relationships is to take personal responsibility. Did you notice in Isaiah that it says, they will raise up from the former's devastation. They will rebuild the ruins. Who is the they he's talking about? 
Well, it's the next generation who decide to take responsibility for doing something about what went wrong. You see, it's easy to point the finger at somebody else's sin, isn't it? As it's far harder to recognize our own sin. Galatians chapter five or six, chapter verse five reminds us each person must be responsible for himself. The English Standard Version translates puts it translation puts it this way: For each one will have to bear his own load. In other words, we all need to examine our own hearts and prayerfully discern the areas where we need to ask forgiveness and where we need to change. Thirdly, the third step is that it might be necessary to establish some boundaries. Now, sometimes before we can begin the repair we're looking for, we need to create some space to allow anger to settle so that we don't say something that later we wish we could take back. And how many of us have done that? Said something we wish we could take back. And the space that we create can allow us from well, being hurt even further or maybe hurting others further. It's okay to protect your heart and your relationship by setting up some boundaries. Some landmines are better kept in the distance and not addressed until the relationship is stronger and healthier. Now, I'm not saying build a wall to keep everybody out. I'm just saying put some boundaries in there, some space that allows you time to pray and think and communicate properly. Number four, it's a good idea to dedicate our communication to God first. Job chapter 15, verse 6 says, Your own mouth condemns you, and not I. Your own lips testify against you. In other words, make sure what you think and what you say doesn't become testimony against you by running it by God first. And David prayed in Psalm chapter 17 and verse 1, Hear a just cause, O Lord, attend to my cry, give ear to my prayer from lips free of deceit. And in verse 4 he continued, With regard to the works of man, by the word of your lips, I have avoided the way of the violent. In, the, in other words, let the Lord straighten out your thinking about any given situation by telling him about it before you spout off your thoughts to anyone else. Let God season your words and filter your thoughts so that, well, they come from a pure heart. From there, God can show us how to move forward toward the repair and redemption in our relationships. And then we can begin to initiate healing in our relationships. You see, it's after we've taken responsibility for the part that we've played in the brokenness, and it's after we've seen the sinful patterns that we've fallen into, maybe from past generations, handed down to us, and it's after we've given enough space and time for things to cool down, and it's after we've taken enough time to talk to God about what has happened and to let him filter our thoughts and words that we can begin to initiate some healing in our relationships. And you can do that by communicating to the other person that you want to have a better relationship with them and that you're ready for a new start. Begin by focusing on things that you have in common 
and your shared desire for closeness and to overcome your differences. Now, we can't muscle our way through any of these steps, but we receive the ability to love outside our own means by taking hold of what Jesus gave to us, which is the ability to care for others because of how he cares for and loves us unconditionally. You see, living our present uh, living living our present life, life, we, let me say that again, living our present like we did our past simply limits the joy and freedom that is ours through the work of Jesus Christ. I hope that made sense to you. In Isaiah, the prophet talked about rebuilding. He said, then they will rebuild the ancient ruins. They will raise up the former devastations, and they will repair the ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. Raising up, repairing what has been broken, and caring for the generations is a worthy assignment. All of us can start fresh and use the passion that God has put in our hearts to bring hope to our broken relationships. But somewhere along the line, an intentional shift has to play, take place for that to happen. Restoration will not come without choosing to lay down what did or didn't happen, how is it was expressed to us or how it left us feeling. But you see, God is the way maker. And if we're willing, God can make a way for, for us to initiate restoration between our relationships, even if our initiative isn't reciprocated, let me say that again, even if our initiative is not reciprocated. And let me add right here that sometimes our initiative will not be reciprocated because the other party probably hasn't gone through the same steps that we've gone through in preparation for the reconciliation to happen. And in those cases, we simply need to make sure that our heart is right before the Lord and then pray for the other person that God will do a new work in their heart and then just keep loving them until they're ready for reconciliation to happen. It isn't always a cut and dry, black and white, simple process that happens overnight. Sometimes it takes years to happen. But that doesn't mean that God isn't using it all to make us more like Christ and make us better able to navigate all our other relationships. Be assured that God is at work. And let's make sure that we're in the place where he can do a work in us and through us. Thanks for listening today. I hope it's helped. And I hope you'll join me again next week.